Welcome to the Sisters in Zion podcast with Danielle and Kirsten, who are best friends and active members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is not an official podcast of the Church. This is a safe place for sisters to gather through conversations to draw closer to Christ. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sisters in Zion podcast. I'm Kirsten Kirschbaum here with my best friend, Danielle. Hey. Hi, friends. How are you? (laughs) We are super excited, as always, to be recording today. And it's so fun for us to discuss the feedback that we've been getting on our podcast. And so we just want to give a shout out to everyone who has come up to us um, in person or through a message. Um, There are a couple people in particular who have just come to me with tears in their eyes and thanked us for this podcast and that you, you know... Uh, you shared one of you. I love you. Shared with me that you found this podcast at a time where the person who had been, you know, kind of your mentor and and person you were following um, was no longer able to be that person for you, and that this podcast, you know, really replaced that. And that just means so so much to us. And it reminds me that the Lord is the one who guided us to do this. It it was never, ever meant for, you know, Danielle and I to be like, oh, look at us. We're so great. We talk about the Lord and spiritual things. It's always the Lord wanting to protect his daughters and give them a voice. And so thank you for that. Thank you to all of you who have been downloading it and sharing it. Danielle has some fun statistics she was just sharing with me. She's the statistics girl, of course, about all the people, right? Yeah, I'm not really a statistics girl, but it's just on the app it shows me. <laughs> I'm I don't like, know about that. No, we just want to say, yeah, just thanks. We're, uh, you know, here's the thing is, I would say when we first started this, um, it was hard for me to like find my voice and speaking to the universe, like, because I have a testimony for sure, but I'm like, I don't know, does my testimony resonate with other people? Does my journey, does my thinking style? And here's the thing, it doesn't have to, you can't be everything to everybody. That's what I always tell myself. But somebody does need your voice, you know, my voice, Kirsten's voice and yours as well. And we just are, you know, excited to see as I was pulling it up, it says, you know, all the downloads, it's mostly the United States, but we have a lot in Canada. Australia and even Indonesia. I was like, hello to my Indonesia friends. That's amazing. (laughs) Hello, Indonesia. So excited. Wonderful. So to get started today, I so many things that we could talk about. And I always want to talk about the thing that's on my heart the most. What am I dealing with today? And I recently got back from a big trip that I took for my business. And I was in San Diego hanging with Danielle. We were there together and it was so wonderful. And I was so inspired. You guys, it's like, think about when you go to a big event or even you take a yoga class and you just leave that yoga class and like all your cells are cleansed and you just feel amazing. It's like, I can do anything. You're feeling the spirit or you go to a testimony meeting or even general conference is coming up. And let's say you're watching general conference and you go into general conference with fasting and prayer and you're ready. You're ready to receive that next level, that next version of yourself and you receive it. That's what happened to me at this leadership conference I was just at. I also want to add that at this leadership conference, I was by myself. Uh, Well, I was with all my business partners, but I wasn't with my five children 
I wasn't with my husband. I wasn't with my dishes or my mortgage or my driving kids to soccer practice. You know, I was me in all my beautiful clothes and all my people, and I was feeling just fantastic. And then I flew home. And as soon as the plane landed, and you guys know what this feels like, right? Most of you have been on an airplane. The, the rubber hits the road, I call it. And the, the wheels of the plane hit the tarmac and all of a sudden it goes, right? And, you, and like the inertia, everyone's head flies forward or, you know, nods forward if it's a gentle landing. And in that moment, it was like, okay, here we go. It's the worlds are colliding. It's like, bam. You know, I'm back. I'm back in all of my momness. And I feel so much um, confusion, um, actually, is the word that comes to me. And I'm trying, I, I've, I've been listening to my own podcast, okay? I know that there are, there are voices and Satan is right there, right? Right there. Oh, Kirsten, oh, you're, you're not going to be able to do this because you're a mom and you're not going to be able to do this. And you, oh, you have so much judgment for your situation. You have so much judgment and, and nothing is enough and nothing is good enough. All this stuff. And I'm just kind of look, I'm doing my best. I'm looking at it with love. Lord, how do you want me to see this? Right. And my confusion is how do I see this? I don't want excuses. I know who I am. I know who I'm meant to be. I can do all of this. It's, it's from the Lord. I know I can do it all. And yet I feel so much confusion and judgment. And like yesterday was my first day back and I had all these ideas and things I was going to do. And you know what I did? Like I played games with my kids all day and good for me. Like great wonderful. Of course they need me. One of them actually needed a blessing and I was able to like, in, you know, intuitively like tap into that. Okay. This guy, <laughs> mom was gone. Not that I, I don't know, not that like when I'm home, he's perfect, but you know, you can tell when your kids are like needing extra love and care. So it's this balance. And for me, it has to do with my large family, but for you, it may have to do with like, you know, just all the other things. Right. So my question that I, I had been sharing with Danielle and, and sharing my frustration is how do you navigate in that place? There's a, there's a place that exists and I'm going to, I'm going to name it where the rubber meets the road. You've got the rubber of you is like this amazing inspired like airplane that's like landing on the ground. And as soon as you hit the ground, it's like, boom, you are in this temporal existence, like reality check. <laughs> you got all the glory and all the love and all the angels and everything around you. And then you got to exist in this world. And it is not easy. It's not even very forgiving. It's actually quite difficult and it's meant to be that way. Ouch. I feel like I just got a big slap of reality. Like, <laughs> welcome back to reality, Kirsten. <laughs> How are you still going to do all of that? Now you want me to answer how you're going to do all that. No, this is how teasing. we roll. I ask all these hard questions and you answer them for and I'm me. like, okay, I got to come up with an answer on the fly. No, <laughs> I'm just teasing. Actually, I do. I was, as you were talking, I did find it pretty interesting. And there's two major things that come to my head. One um, is an experience that I had today that ties completely into this, which now I'm like, of course it does. And the first one has to do why that experience ties into today. Anyway, the first thing is 
when you have all of these things you want to do and all these things you want to be and just, and you're so excited, right? The one thing that I find is, and you guys are probably like this too, is that I'll start to get almost stressed and anxious about it. That's actually when you've taken it into a controlling sense. And so I have to step back and go, okay, never mind. And what I do is offer a hope prayer. And I list off to God, hey, I really I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. If this is for, you know, my better purpose, please help me do this. And I just, now I've got to let it go. I'm going to go be with, you know, I don't have kids, but be with my cats. You know, you, you're going to be with your kids. I've got to go, you know, write a dissertation. So I'll hold on to that other stuff, the pot, another podcast, all those other stuff that I'm thinking of on a magazine, blah, whatever. I'm like, I'm turning that hope to you and I'm going to let it go. And so that is uh, part of the faith, right? That's what it takes is you do this hope prayer, list it off to him. And then you're, then you sit in faith and you're just like, no, I trust I will get it done. He's going to lead me to it. And here's the second part of that story. So I had to teach, um, I got to teach Relief Society today as a substitute and I had this lesson planned, but I still was, you know, sometimes it's starting the lesson. That's kind of the hard part, you know? And so I am actually in my kitchen this morning and I'm pulling out the step ladder so I can put these mixing bowls on the top cupboard um, above the fridge. And I'm, and as I'm doing that, I'm thinking about Heavenly Father, I'm just saying this, I'm just asking like a hope prayer. I'm just asking him help me know how to start this lesson. Like, what should I bring in? What should I say to preface the lesson? It wasn't just like start the lesson by reading the talk. It was like, how do I preface like to really set the tone and blah, blah, blah. I shut the door on the cupboard and whenever I, whatever I did, it knocked this wooden frame in the living room off and it almost hit my cat. It cracked the wooden frame and it led this huge loud bang, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, it scared me. I put the, you know, I got down, I put the stool away, went around the corner. My cat was okay. And my, you know, wooden frame is now broken, but I just put it back up and I went on, got ready for church, completely forgot about my, 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 my prayer and my idea. Right. Uh, and so I didn't like sit down and go, I got to, I got to think about this. I got to think, should I do this? Should I do this? I wasn't like being anxious about it. I just, I forgot and I left it and went to church and I'm sitting in the sacrament and in the sacrament, the word, a perfect brightness of hope just kept coming to my mind. And I'm like, I love that word. I want to study what it means to have a perfect brightness of hope. So I ended up turning to my, um, scriptures, the LDS tool that you can search. And I looked it up and there's one scripture that says a perfect brightness of hope and a perfect brightness of hope is it's second Nephi 31 verse 20. And it basically says when you press forward with a steadfastness in Christ, having a perfect brightness of hope and a love of God of all men, you shall press forward feasting upon the word of Christ and endure to the end Thus saith the Father, you shall have eternal life. And so I just wrote down like perfect brightness of hope is just, is you have that hope instead of going to that place of anxiety, but then, um, and stress over things. It's just, you have this hope, this faith, this trust that things are all going to come together for your own good. So then I continue, I'm going to read some more. So I continue reading 
And I head over to 2 Nephi 32.3, which is just a few um, verses after the one I was led to during sacrament. And it says, Angels speak by the power of the Holy Ghost. Wherefore, they speak the words of Christ. Wherefore, I said unto you, feast upon the words of Christ. For behold, the words of Christ will tell you all things what you, sh you should do. And immediately when I read that scripture, I, I got in my mind that God was like, there's the answer to the prayer you said when you were on the stool that I had forgotten about. I didn't have all this anxiety. I had to search everywhere. He brought it back to me when I was in a moment of just being present and, you know, in the sacrament and just feeling love in my heart. And he brought it back to me. So I started our Relief Society lesson off talking about the Holy Ghost and how Christ and angels speak and deliver their words through the Holy Ghost. And that I preface our whole lesson that I just said, I want you to pay attention to what Christ is saying to you through the Holy Ghost, what you're being taught right now. And I asked everybody to share it. So that was how I prefaced. But what I found so amazing was that I had, I had that desire, got majorly distracted, completely forgot about it, but God did not. God's not going to forget about all your desires and having anxiety and nervousness or stress over them doesn't bring them to pass any anymore. But remaining in a place of just love and go and bringing them to him, going back to love and just asking, you know, is there something I can do to work on these? Or, you know, you just tell me. So that was kind of my, my thing that happened that really does relate to what you're going through, that he is not going to forget. And I even wrote in my journal, forget, forgotten hopes are not forgotten. Wow. That's so beautiful. I think it takes a lot of a lot of trust, especially for someone like me. Maybe you're not, I don't know. Some of us are more this way. I am a very, very big doer. I'm a controller for sure. Like, okay, yeah, great. I have to trust that the Lord has my back and that I deserve for him to have my back. Like I think Satan wants me to believe that, well, the Lord would have your back if you were better at reading your scriptures all the time. Like that's, that's, a, that's like a fear. I can hear that in my head right now. Well, you did wake up and you thought about reading your scriptures this morning, but then you got distracted because blah, you know, X, Y, Z, legit, you know, had to make your kids pancakes, had to clean up orange juice, had to all those things, right? You know, fill in the blank. I did have an intention of reading my scriptures. So I have a fear around, I'm not good enough for the Lord to take care of all of my desires. Like, I'm not doing all the things. Like, I'm not doing, you know? And like, I know, like, I do this podcast. I know that that's not true, but I, I have a hard time feeling it. Like, I have a hard time actually believing um, the way that I am wired is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, I know you got me, but like, I'm going to do all this stuff too. And we're going to do this together. And how do you navigate the, I mean, let's use your dissertation, for example, <laughs> I'm totally putting you on the spot. I'm like, okay, but what about this? And what about this? But this is a really good example. And I know that you have good answers for this because we've had so many conversations. So <clears throat> you're inspired to do your dissertation. In fact, you're so inspired to do your dissertation that you have put 
other um, worthy goals, business goals, things like that, I don't want to say you put them aside because, I mean, you're still actively working and building and mentoring and supporting your business as well. However, from like your perspective, I know you're, you're definitely, dissertation is number one. So you've been inspired to do your dissertation. You've been inspired to do all these things. How do you navigate the, there's so much to do with a dissertation. Like, oh my gosh, like you have to research it all. You have to, you have to like spend hours, like just looking, Googling, whatever it is that you're doing, buying books, reading all the books, highlighting the stuff, typing, revising, submitting, waiting, all of that. That's the action. That's the action that you have to do. The Lord is not going to do that part for you, right? So when I look at, okay, well, there's things in my life, in my business, in my goals that I have that the Lord is actually not going to do for me. So when I hear, well, you tell the Lord your hopes and you have faith and then you, I hear the word wait kind of, and I'm like, Ooh, that makes me want to like vomit. I'm like, no, I can't wait. I got to go take action. So help me and our listeners understand what it has looked like for you to feel inspired to do a dissertation, to put forth all of the work and then be partnering with God and seeing how like amazing it's coming along. You know what I mean? Like that, I feel like that journey, I don't know if you've talked about that one yet, but to me, it definitely applies to what we're talking about. Yeah. And I do think there, there is a time to wait and there's a time to have action, but the difference is having action out of anxiety and stress I'm not saying that, you know, doing a dissertation is not, isn't, there isn't stress there, but when you are feeling like that, like I can't breathe, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this. And you just want to like that, that like anxiousness, that is actually not direction from the Lord, or it's, you're not managing it with love, even though he may say, Hey, yeah, do this. And your anxiety comes up. You have to go back to that space of, no, he, he's got me in his hands. I can do this. So I'll just give you the dissertation piece. Um, yeah, there's in order to even write one stinking paragraph, I have to research like, like an entire day worth of stuff. <laughs> and so if you spend a day researching wow. something that, yeah, tell me about it that, that's <laughs> not really going to be conducive, then I basically just wasted a day. And it's, I don't want to waste a day right now unless it's a, a part of my lesson. Right. And so, so what I have found with the dissertation, I'll give you, I'll give you a story that actually just happened not too long ago. I think I already told you about it, Kirsten, but was I, I had to choose a theoretical framework for my research project. And what that means is there's a theory on PTSD that I have to compare all of my research to. So I had to choose a theory and so there's a ton, ton of theories and I'm just sitting here reading them and reading. Like how many theories are we talking? Um, a good handful that I had to uh -huh. choose from maybe 10 ish. I mean, there's probably more than that, but I found a list of 10 and I was just yeah. going off of those. But how wow. do I know if I found the right list of 10? I don't know. So yeah. I, you know, I start my homework with a prayer. Can you just guide me, make sure that I am, you know, I can get your inspiration on what to do and how to do this. Cause I'm just, I've never done this before and I'm never going to do it again. But anyway, <laughs> I, so I, I start reading these theories and honestly, I just, they were kind of confusing to me and one of them stood out to me 
And I just read it and I was like, okay, I could do that. But I wasn't a hundred percent sure that it related, but I went forward with it and I ordered the books on it and everything. And I start writing on it and I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I'm going down the whole wrong rabbit hole? And I've like written all this. And then my, my, you know, chairman of my dissertation is going to be like, this theory doesn't work for your project. And I just spent like, you know, days, (laughs) days and days researching and writing. So I said a prayer that night. And I just said, Heavenly Father, I, if there's a learning experience here, definitely. And I can see, you know, sometimes there are with, you know, just trying different things. But I really want to get this done, you know, as soon as possible so I can open back up my life to serve you more and, you know, in, in church and in, in work, anything. Is, am I doing the right theory? And I just asked him. And what was interesting is in my mind, I immediately, I saw like this big long list of the theories that I had been looking at. It came back to my mind and they all looked dark. Like I couldn't even remember their titles or anything they had to do with. And then the one that I ended up choosing and did already write about was like highlighted, like he had a flashlight on it. I could see it. I could understand it. It was just like my mind, my mind understood it a little more. And that was a really cool experience. And so the next day I had, I had already submitted my paper to my, my chairman and I was like, Oh no, is she going to be like, this doesn't work. But I had seen that and I go, you know what? I'm just going to trust. I feel like I had a stupor of thought on all of the others. And he brought to the mind the one and I wrote on it. I got my paper back and I text you a picture of what she wrote (laughs) and she wrote, Oh my goodness. She goes, I love this. This is exactly right. And I'm like, (laughs) so cool. I'm like, I already knew that, but, but I guess so the point being is I do believe that, right. We all, you know, even learn this in the scriptures, everything is for our, our own good. Every single learning experience is for our own good. When we turn it over to the Lord, I just was reading something by elder Uchtdorf, who is saying that it, everything can be for our advantage when we turn it over to the Lord. If we don't, then it's not. So when we can turn all of our hopes over to him and when we're feeling anxious about getting this stuff done, again, go back to please direct me so I can feel love and inspired to do this when it's time to do it or when it gets brought to your attention to do it. Instead, right now, I'm going to play with my kids. Does that make sense? Yeah, it really, really does. And thank you for that. I love the story of your dissertation. And I know that there's so much more to that. I can't wait to see how you and the Lord create that. It's just such an inspiration. So thank you. I want to share something that applies. I think a lot of people who follow us, um, you know, not everybody, but some are building their own business, you know, and, and they have a lot of questions around like how to navigate, you know, through all of that. And one of the big questions that I posed to you, which I love to do, uh, recently, I think I have an innate, um, belief that the Lord, well, and you just said it. So let's talk about this for a second. You just said, when you turn it over to the Lord. So my thought is, and I know this probably seems a little bit obvious, but like, why? Why am I turning it over to the Lord? Is it because he knows more than me and is more capable of guiding me and 
I'm going to use the word dictating, which I know we're going to discuss because we have already been, but dictating to me what is best for me and or (laughs) what else is possible for me to feel also empowered. Because when I feel like the Lord, um, I'm like a child. I mean, I'm going back to the scriptures. It says, you know, become as a child you know, submissive, humble, meek, willing to submit to all things that the Lord sees fit to, you know, have me go through. Sometimes I get a little bit confused about how much power I have in that and should I be seeking for power in that or not? Am I always meant to be meek, humble, submissive? And I believe the scriptures tell us that, so that's probably yes, you know. But what does that mean, though? Like, what does it mean to be meek and humble and submissive and willing to submit to all things that the Lord sees fit? Like, is that, like, what that does to my head anyway, in some ways goes, well, if the Lord wants you to obtain, you know, we'll say, your doctorate, then you're going to obtain your doctorate. If the Lord doesn't want you to obtain your doctorate, then you're not going to obtain your doctorate, right? And I've given examples of this to you in our discussions of my business. Well, in the beginning, I believe the Lord must have wanted me to obtain all the things I've obtained because I've had so much success. And now, as you know, for the last few years, I've been doing different ideas and different goals and things like that. And and it hasn't worked out the way that I presented it to the Lord. Like it hasn't worked. Like my ideas have not happened, you know? And so that makes me feel, and this is what I want. I want to have the discussion around. Are we at, are we in opposition to the Lord? Like, you know, you know what I mean? Is there like some sort of like, are we supposed to navigate like giving our entire will over to the Lord? And oh, I guess God doesn't want that for me. So I guess I shouldn't do it. Like I get, um, that makes me not want to take action and be held accountable for like what I want and the dreams that are in my own heart because I'm afraid that it's not what God has in store for me. So maybe I shouldn't do it. I'm bringing it to you today. Oh my God. You are. I'm like, okay, Danielle again. No, I don't even know if I have all the answers, but I do want to, I did want to acknowledge um, just thanks for being open and vulnerable and sharing just, gosh, your process of just coming home and all these things going on through your mind. I think it's really, it's really relatable. All of us, me included, have felt all of, all of this that you're sharing. So it's, it's just human. Um, you know, the only thing I, we, you and I have had discussions on this, but I just, yes, turning everything over to the Lord. And the reason why there, you know, we know that is important to do, but that's not necessarily for him to dictate, but that's just for him to help us learn from it. Like even when I've given the example of being abused as a child and going through therapy and trying to do everything I could, it wasn't until I really turned it over to him and asked to, you know, for help, for the atonement to cleanse me, did I learn the most from it? So yeah, he can teach us and we can, you know, there's another saying that says, you know, God won't give us more than we can handle. And it's not true. We take on more than we can handle, but with God, we can handle everything. If we continue to turn to him through all the stuff we're going to and seek enlightenment and understanding and learning, right? So with your 
your thing. No, I do not believe that God has like, this is what I'm going to dictate when you go down to earth. This is what you have to do. This is what you have to do. So I have to become right. I mean, there's a lot of people who've maybe, um, you know, if I'm wanting to do my doctorate, let's just say, and it's really not conducive to my learning journey. If I wasn't turning, turning to the Lord, then I would do it. Right. But if I was, and he's like, you know, this isn't, you know, what you're meant to do, but obviously that's not the right answer for me, but, or, you know what, this is it. And I'm going to help it. And I'm going to help you expedite this in your life. So, so I don't believe that he has some exact plan mapped out for every single one of us. You're going to be a mom. You're going to have cancer. You're going to do this that, you know, I don't think he's up there dictating all of this stuff. However, and I know you and I've talked about this. We we had a personality. We had an agency. We had a, we still have agency. When we were in the pre-existence, we had ideas and hopes and dreams that we wanted to learn and what we wanted to become. And that we said, I want to make sure I return to you. These are my talents that I developed in the pre-existence. I want to develop these further. I'm, you know, want to be in your hands so you can show me how to develop these. I want to experience this in my life. I mean, whatever it may be, we had choices. And we had hopes and dreams. And before we came down to this earth, I imagine that he probably gave us a father's blessing, guiding us and saying, yes, I want to help you. We are here to create anything you want to create. But again, we've had, we had this like whole thing in the preexistence of what we wanted to do, what we wanted to become, and what would better us to improve those talents and return to God. That's the key. Improve ourselves to be like Christ and return to them. And so when you come down here and you say, well, should I go to Disneyland or SeaWorld? <laughs> you know, I don't know why I use those because they're right here in my front yard. I see SeaWorld <laughs> from my house. <laughs> but, you know, and, and if he's like, Either it's going to be beautiful, you're going to learn lessons going to both, or he's like, actually, today, you're going to learn the most and get the best joy and experience what you had wanted to experience if you go to SeaWorld and not Disneyland. So, so he's or, going to help you. Or, or what if on your way, you make a decision and on your way to SeaWorld, you get in a fender bender accident, okay, nothing bad, crazy, but you wreck your car right? And, and that happens on the way. And you're like, what the heck? Now you're not going to Disneyland or SeaWorld. And <laughs> you have experienced something that's difficult that shows you a side of yourself that's like, wow, how did I handle that? And what if you decided before you came to this earth that you wanted to be able to handle difficult things? So when difficult things come to you, maybe there is a part of you that is either attracting or is okay, you know, with experiencing life in that way. It, you know, it's just a fun side note. I'm, this isn't doctrine, okay? I'm just saying, you know, there's a lot of different philosophies. Um, it actually reminds me too of a situation that I don't know how much of this I've shared. We've, we've done quite a few episodes now, but about uh, eight years ago, almost exactly, um, my husband and I had a very successful online marketing business. Um, and it wasn't even really mine. It was him with his friends that he built up for 10 years. And, um, you know, it was his first business really that he ever owned and he made lots of mistakes and learned lots of lessons and, um, got it to a point where we were very financially successful and trying to help, you know, as many people as we could. And I don't believe that God 
caused our business to fail. Like, I don't think it was like, okay, now I'm going to point my finger at this business and it's going to blow up in their faces. Ha ha ha. You know, but it was more like the, the scenario and, and the government and the people and all that stuff, you know, was really a recipe for disaster and he let it happen and he did not stop it. And I actually, at one point, Kyle received a blessing from someone that had said, I could have stopped this and I chose not to. And looking at that situation and how painful that was for both, both of us um, and knowing now what we have created from that, I can see how everything that we had desired, the people that we really wanted to become, we were not those people. We were doing our best to be those people in that situation, but it's like we had hit our lid. Like there was no more growth that could happen for us in that scenario. And we had to really be shaken down and broken actually into pieces in order for our heavenly father to help us uh, put ourselves back together and to grow and to evolve. And I look at even now where I'm at and the goals and the desires that I have, and I don't have all the answers. Obviously, I'm the one on this podcast today. It's like, but what about this? And what about this feeling? And what about this scenario? And I can, I can really see Heavenly Father as my father. I like when you think of him like your dad, like my dad is like the nicest, most humble, sweet man ever. He would never, ever hurt me, like ever. He would only want to help me. He would fly across the ocean to like just give me a hug, you know? And our Heavenly Father loves us more than that. So when we stop putting this personality of God is a dictator, God is going to try to, you know, hurt you and make you into this, like force you into this mold, you know, I don't actually think that's how his person, I'm not trying to personify God as like a man. Okay. I mean, so to speak, like his, his characteristics are omnis omniscient and all pure love, right? I'm only speaking with the words that I have in my little human brain, but I am trying to paint this picture of him in pure love for us, in so much love that everything that we're doing, he wants to love on. He wants to magnify. He doesn't want us to, um, I think that we probably choose the hurt. Like even though, like I don't think God wants us to hurt, but we choose to feel hurt when things don't go our way. You know, and he's still right there. He's like, yeah, okay. You can feel hurt. That's a human emotion. And I'm still right here. I'm still ready to help you create all the things you want to create, right? Yeah, he still has our back. I, you know, just in thinking about all the things that we do, we get to come down here and choose. We have agency to choose our life. And he is there to inspire and guide us on choices that are going to be for our most benefit to develop the t talents and the characteristics and what it's going to take to get back to him that we had told him we wanted in the pre-existence, right? So if you look at it like that, the second thing is a lot of the desires and wants that you have that are righteous desires and wants, where do you think they come from? Where do you think they're inspired from to do your doctorate, to do a business, to you know, make a lot of money so that you can take care of your family and not have financial stress. So you can take care of your callings, whatever it may be. Like 
those types of desires that have a righteous foundation to them. So again, not like, oh, I want my neighbor to like fall in the ditch on his tractor. You know, I don't know why I just thought of that. But <laughs> <laughs> does your hold on? Does your neighbor have a tractor? No, I live in a city actually. <laughs> okay. my, neighbor, my neighbor does have a tractor. Your so. neighbor has a tractor. You know, but I mean, saying that's not a righteous desire. But your desires that are inspired, like that are wants that are like. And from a place of love, where do you think they come from? Like moving to Hawaii and moving, you know, I moved, you know, San Diego 20 years ago and just wanting to go to school, wanting to, you know, grow a business. These things that you have good desires for are usually inspired by the spirit. They're usually inspired because it is part of your path. And there's a lot of things on your path I feel like we could do. I could, you know, I've done other types of, I'll just done throw on the doctorate piece, other, you know, doctorate studies and maybe not done psychology, which is where my heart was. Let's say I got confused and maybe I had a family that was like, you have to be a lawyer. You know what? We're a family of lawyers, which my family's not, but just like, let's just pretend that my family was like, lawyers, you need to be a lawyer, you need to go to law school. You're, it's expected you're a lawyer. And so I just did it. And then I got down that path and I've actually know people who have done this and they got down it. They did all that schooling. They did not enjoy it and they go and do another career. But what do you think they learned in the process? If you turn it over to the Lord, they, they chose that. Maybe it was chosen out of a place of feeling oppressed to choose it. And, but they didn't know to turn to the Lord to make that choice because they were in about pleasing a family at the time. Then they learned, I don't have to please a family because I did this entire law degree. And now I don't even want to use my law degree. I don't even like loss, you know, being a lawyer. I'm just using that as an example because I do have a friend that's happened to who, who ended up just, you know, doing something completely different and is in so in love with what they do now, but maybe they wouldn't have learned that. So it's not all like a waste, but if you look back, okay, if you were in a space to go, I, I need to go like talk to my heavenly father and not be pressured by my, my, my parents and my dad's dad and my dad's dad's dad, you know, just kidding, the lineage of lawyers and say what I need to do. Yeah. If you would have known to do that, you may have been led on a quicker expedited path, but you didn't know it. So you have to learn it so you can do it later. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And what I wanted to say, I want to add to that is nothing is a waste with the Lord. So everything that you've done, even if you have spent the last couple of years trying to figure yourself out, or maybe you're right in the middle of figuring yourself out, like none of that is a waste. And the Lord will magnify Like anytime the Lord can shine light on a dark situation, it's like, it's so much brighter. It, it really is like walking into a room and turning on a bright light. So it doesn't mean that like, because that room was dark five minutes ago, does that mean that like that room was wasted? No, it just means like, you know what I mean? Like it's like instantly you turn it over and the Lord is there with light. And it's like, you just forget the darkness. It just doesn't even matter. It's like, oh yeah, that was interesting. Okay. I learned through that. I grew through that. The Lord will turn every dark situation into a light situation. That's one thing that one of my friends, uh, she says a lot. She, she likes to notice when bad things happen, when uh, California is on fire, when someone is abused, when you know someone is locked in a bathroom in Africa for 
three months. We watched a woman, uh, Immaculate Elabiza. I've heard her story twice now. You know, when it, like the worst possible things happen or when you've just been in a, you know, major anxiety and depression for a few months too, you know, anything like that. And you, the instant you ask the Lord, how can you help me see this with a perfect brightness of hope? That question that you brought to you know, our discussion today is it applies in every scenario. I feel so much better after having this conversation. Honestly, yesterday, everything that you were saying was me. I was an anxious wreck. I, I was like, I, I had so much anxiety. I was like, we got to do this. I was just like freaking out. Like Kyle could not even stand being in a car with me. Like <laughs> He's like, okay, I'm just going to get out of the car. I'm going to go sit with the kids over here and I'm just going to let you stay in the car and just freak out. I couldn't get out. You were on timeout. I was definitely in timeout and I appreciate him for being so generous and kind and letting me uh, have that space to loop out about where I am. Um, I'm thankful for this opportunity for both of us, just, just to be able to learn from each other and be reminded. Thank goodness. I want to say for Sundays, some days, Sunday is it for me. Um, I want to make more of my days full of following the Savior and being led by Him. I know that it's, um, it's, a, um, it's a temptation for me. It's a weakness for me to be a big time controlling doer. And I have to navigate in between those places of bringing the Lord in first. And I don't know exactly how to do it. Um, I think it's one of my life lessons, right? So, and that's okay. You're doing amazing though. That's the first thing to know is that you really are. And another thing to note on that why we wrap up is to don't not not be afraid of making mistakes and messing up and doing it wrong because you're already we're already doing things wrong that's how that's what life is about it's like <laughs> why be afraid of what we're already doing it's this journey it is the lesson and the thing that i love about now my nightly prayers is cleansing things through the atonement i just imagine everything that I have messed up or even the ignorance that I'm not sure of, I just hand it over to the savior and imagine it just being cleansed, you know, like, like lemon just as a cleanser, kind of like that. I'm just like, <laughs> cleanse it with your lemon oil. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the that don't be afraid of making the mistakes. Like if a kid never learned to tie his shoe with mistakes, I mean, how would he learn it? You know, it's just part of life. And I think the cycle of that is, yeah, make a mistake. It's awesome. Ask for forgiveness for it. I mean, just because that's how you cleanse it, you know, through the atonement and try again. If you mess up again, great. It's always about staying, like you were saying, you know, Heavenly Father, I think it was so important that you brought that up, that he loves us. He would fly across this, the heavens. <laughs> He's already there at our side. You know, I'll, I'll share something that happened. Um, I spoke on, at our big conference and it was a great experience. I was nervous right before, but I, I knew, I knew I just wanted to speak God's truth and speak to his, you know, sons and daughters, uh, be a mouthpiece for him. And I just said a prayer that I would be. And as I was standing there, I was like, Oh my gosh, I just need my savior with me. And it was like, kind of like he said, well, he's always been right there. And I'm like, and I did, I felt him with me. And I said, I just want to, 
speak your truth. And I, you know, I know you would do it better than I would. And I got these words that came back in my mind. And he said, I'm not you. That I have an influence and I have a story that's not his. And that I've learned, it was really interesting and that I have learned through my story about him and how to come close to him, but that my story is mine. And I just felt like I'm authentic. I'm individual. Yeah, of course the Savior would say my whole story better, but that's not what it's about. And that he was by my side through the entire time that I spoke to, you know, few thousand leaders. And it just, I felt it. I felt like I was just delivering his truth to the best that I knew how at that moment. And I, it was just amazing. So I feel like with that, and I, sure I messed up here and there. I, I started saying things. It didn't even matter though. And so that's what I'm saying. Don't be afraid of making this mistakes because you're doing the best that you know at this moment. It is your story. It is your journey. And he's just helping us learn from it and cleansing from it. It's the atonement. That's what it's there for. That's amazing. I love that story. That really, that's actually taught me something new. I had never considered that the Lord needs us to share our story with others because he is not us. I always, I mean, he is better than us for sure, (laughs) but better in the ways that he is doesn't take away from what we can do and how we can influence and how others can follow him through us in the ways that he inspires us to do. What a beautiful ending. Thank you so much. Thank you for your words. I love learning from you and I hope our listeners got something and can remember that when they bring that perfect brightness of hope to every situation, every goal setting session or uh, anything that you're experiencing right now, you can feel closer to your savior. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Sisters in Zion podcast. Music is compliments of Marshall McDonald and can be found on his Sunday Best album. You can share this podcast with others through your podcast app or Podbean website. Join us next week for more experiences, enlightenment, and conversations to draw closer to Christ.